0: Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 1 Kings chapter 6, and the title for today is The Fancy is Off the Chain. The Fancy is Off the Chain. There's so much gold flying around this place and so much other stuff. is crazy up in here. It reminds me of a movie from uh, a Christmas movie, Elf, when he's getting ready in the evening because Santa Claus is coming the next day, and he's just going crazy, making everything look perfect. That is what this looks like, only for the real king of kings. Come on, somebody, right? We're going to get into all that in just a moment. They just, they some crazy bling happening everywhere. But before we do that, as always, I want to say thank you so much to everybody for joining in with us. Make sure you are subscribing, liking, doing all the commenting on uh, YouTube. Also, for everybody on the podcast, make sure you leave us a five star review and leave us a comment. Thank you so much for everybody that is. And two things I want to tell you, but also don't forget to go to the Facebook discussion group, Bible Breakdown Discussion. They are the heroes, man. They're doing such a wonderful work over there. Two things. First of all, we had a a Facebook comment that said this My favorite is the devotions on the discussion group. Can I say, me too? My favorite thing we do, we do all kinds of stuff here now. We're doing so much more. we got a lot of plans this year. We want to do interviews. We want to uh, continue to dig down on our new website, thebiblebreakdown.com. There's so many things we want to do, but my favorite thing are those devotions that they do every day. So I agree with you. Keep it coming other thing is, is someone saw my Bible Breakdown t-shirt. And if you're listening to the podcast, then you don't see this. But for my YouTube listeners, I'm wearing a Bible Breakdown t-shirt with the logo on it. And someone was like, where can I get one of those? I had to tell them really quickly. You can't. <laughs> because as of right now, my wife made these for me for Christmas. But if you would like some Bible Breakdown merch... Make sure you go to my Facebook page. You can just look up The Brandon Cannon, because there's a lot of us out there. So I just put a, t- a the in front of it. And you let me know in the comments below, you want a t-shirt. And if I can get enough of us to do this, then we can get us some Bible Breakdown merch. Some of y'all been a- asking for it. It is time now. If we get enough people, we'll order some t-shirts, okay? All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, you want to open them up with me to 1 Kings chapter 6. It's going to get crazy up in here. During the fourth year of Solomon's reign, he's throwing gold at everything. I mean, it is amazing what's going on. And it's like 480 years after Israel leaves from Egypt. Think about all they've been through up until now. And now here they are. This is one of the golden moments, no pun intended. One of the greatest seasons ever. They've got a united kingdom. Their borders are solid and now they're building a throne basically for the king of kings and the lord of lords and so of course they spare no expense in what they want to do so we're going to read this and just read the amazing things that they do to create this wonderful temple for the lord and just enjoy what they've done so here we go verse 1 of first kings chapter 6 it says it was in mid-spring in the month of Ziv, during the fourth year of Solomon's reign, that he began to construct the temple of the Lord. This was 480 years after the people of Israel were rescued from their slavery in the land of Egypt. The temple that King Solomon built for the Lord was 90 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 45 feet high. That's huge, all right? This is a massive building, right? And the entry room at the front of the temple was 30 feet wide, running across the entire width of the ta- temple. And it was projecting outward 15 feet from the front of the temple. And Solomon made a narrow recess of windows throughout the temple. Now, pause. That's a big building. But you might have been in bigger buildings. You look at these massive super Walmarts or these massive warehouses. But here's the thing you've got to realize. This is... 3000 <laughs> 4000 years ago. This is back when they're hammering things with a hammer, not with um, you know, with with machines and this kind of stuff. This, they're having to bring all of this wood, all of this stone by hand over here. So, when you think about having to do this by hand having no machinery to do this with, it makes it even more amazing how big and extravagant this building was. Okay, here we go, verse 5. He built a complex of rooms against the outer walls of the temple, all the way around the sides and the rear of the building. The complex was three stories high, and the bottom floor being seven and a half feet wide, the second floor was nine feet wide, and then the top was ten and a half feet wide. The rooms were connected to the walls of the temple by beams resting on ledges built out from the wall. So, the beams were not inserted into the walls themselves. The stones used in the construction of the temple were finished at the quarry, so there was no sound of hammer, axe, or any other iron tool at the building site. Verse 8, the entrance of the bottom floor was on the south side of the temple. There were winding stairs going across up the second floor, and another flight of stairs between the second and third floors. After completing the temple structure, Solomon put in a ceiling made of cedar beams and planks. As already stated, he built a complex of rooms along the sides of the building, attached to the temple walls by cedar timbers. Each story of the complex was seven and a half feet high. Then the Lord gave this message to Solomon. Concerning this temple you are building, if you keep all my decrees and regulations and obey my commands... I will fulfill through you the promise I made to your father, David. I will live among the Israelites and I will never abandon my people, Israel. So in other words, what he's saying is, is if you do this and you keep honoring me, man, you're going in the right direction. Here we go. Verse 14. So Solomon finished building the temple, the entire inside from floor to ceiling. He paneled with wood and then he paneled the walls and the ceilings with cedar. And then he used planks of cypress. And the floors, for the floors. He partitioned off the inner sanctuary, the most holy place, at the end of the temple. It was 30 feet deep and was paneled with cedar from floor to ceiling. The main room of the temple outside the holy place was 60 feet long. Cedar paneling completely covered the stone walls throughout the temple. And paneling was and the paneling was decorated with carvings of gourds and open flowers. He prepared the inner sanctuary at the far end of the temple where the Ark of the Lord's covenant would be placed. This inner sanctuary was 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 30 feet high. That's so tall. He overlaid these with solid gold. He overlaid the altar made with cedar. Then Solomon overlaid the rest of the temple interior with solid gold. He made gold chains to protect the entrance of the most holy place. So, he finished overlaying the entire temple with gold, including the altar that belonged to the most holy place. Then, he made two cherubim with wild olive wood, each 15 feet tall, and placed them in the inner sanctuary. The wingspan of each of the cherubim was 15 feet, each had seven and a half feet long wings. The two cherubim were identical in shape and size, each were 15 feet tall. So, these are... These are sculptures, but these are carvings of angels that are 15 feet tall. That's huge. He placed them side by side in the inner sanctuary of the temple. Their outstretched wings reached from wall to wall, while their inner wings touched at the center of the room. He overlaid the two cherubim with gold. Of course he did. Verse 29. He decorated all the walls of the inner sanctuary and the main rooms with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid the floor with both rooms. He overlaid the floor in both rooms with, you guessed it, gold. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made double doors of olive wood with five-sided doorposts. These double doors were decorated with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. The doors, including the decorations of cherubim and palm trees, he overlaid with gold, of course. And he made four-sided doorposts of wild olive wood. For the entrance of the temple, there were two folding doors of cypress wood, and each door was hinged to fold back upon itself. These doors were decorated with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers, all overlaid evenly with gold. Because why not? The walls of the inner courtyard were built so that there was one layer of cedar beams between every three layers of finished stone. The foundation of the Lord's temple was laid in mid-spring, in the month of ziv during the fourth year of solomon's reign the entire building was completed in every detail by mid-autumn in the month of bull during the 11th year of his reign so it took seven years to build the temple seven years (laughs) seven years to build the temple but when you see what he did and you're doing all this by hand of course it did right because spare no expense when you're building a house for the king of kings. There's two things about this I want to tell you, and then we're going to pray together. First of all, when you go back toward the top, it says they were really careful to make sure that what they would do is when they would go down to the stone quarry, they would go down there, and they would hammer out what was needed. You know, They would get the rocks where it needed to be. They would cut whatever it needed to be. And it says this in verse 7. It says, The stones used for the construction of the temple were finished at the quarry, so there would be no sound of hammer, axe, or other iron uh, tool at the building site. One of the reasons why they did this, according to scholars and, and ancient commentaries, is Solomon had told them he wanted no sounds of war to be heard on the temple, that it was actually supposed to a temple mount. So it was supposed to be a place of worship and of peace and of rest. And the clanging of metal back and forth sounded in a distance like the sounds of war. And so he said that the presence of God should be a place kept for peace. So it's a very interesting dynamic. The other thing is, did you notice, and we're going to read this tomorrow, where there's all these different things as well, where you have palm trees, you have flowers, you have all this different kind of stuff. And if you really think about it, and all this also with with, with the different things, what you get the idea of is it looks a little bit like a garden. And you're going to see that tomorrow when it also has pomegranates and different things. And many scholars believe that one of the things that God was requesting them to do is the t- temple was a place where God was going to come down and meet with his people. Now, eventually, we, in the New Testament, we become the temple of God. So God rests in us and communes with us regularly. But before Jesus came, he would come to the temple where he would meet with God. And a lot of scholars believe the reason why he did this was to be a reminder of people that in the temple, he was trying to recreate the Garden of Eden, recreate a place where God Dwelt with man. And it's one of the reasons why a lot of scholars believe that you're going to see a lot of things, and we're going to read this tomorrow and the next day and all this kind of stuff when it comes to a lot of symbology, when it comes to the different trees and the different ornate things, because that was a place where God would meet with people. One of the things I love about this is this was how God had a home built for him on earth so that he could meet with people. What I love about that even more is in the New Testament, The temple is us. It says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if God took so much care to allow Solomon to build this as a temporary place for him, how much more does he care for you, his temple? One of the reasons why I love this is because in my mind, I can't really divorce the two. God takes so much um, time and, and effort and and, and inspiring Solomon and all of his different people to build this wonderful thing so that God and man could be connected and meet with one another. And if he did that, that's how much more he cares for you. And so when we think about that, that's how much God wants us to take our relationship with him seriously. Why does God want us to stay away from certain things and to do other things in the New Testament? Things where he says, I want you to stay Pure in this area, stay clear in that area, is because he wants to keep you from broken places. He wants to stop you from, from, from wrecking this earthly temple because it is a place where you and he dwell together on this side of eternity. And so when you see that, you start to go, oh, God, you take this earthly temple more seriously than I do sometimes. You want this to be a place of peace, you want this to be a place where there's no sounds of war on the inside, where we're at peace and we're at calm so that we can dwell together. I'm going to tell you that God cares more about you. God cares more about what's going on inside of you than you do because his capacity is bigger and he loves you and he wants peace for you. And so as you go through the day today and you think about this amazing building called the temple, I want you to think about how we are now the temple. And just like the temple is fancy off the chain, all this kind of stuff, that's how God sees you on the inside. He sees you as his work of art. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. And so wherever you go today, you carry with you God's work of art and that he dwells with us together. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness. Thank you that you're with us. And I pray that we will get a new sense of that today. That just as they built this amazing temple to house your presence, we realize well, that you have built an amazing temple, which is each one of us. And in us, Holy Spirit, you rest and you meet with us. So we go through the day today. Help us realize that we are now the temple of God through Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And anyway, Don't forget, Elijah challenges us to go all the way with God in 1 Kings chapter 18 when he says this. How much longer will you waver? hobbling between two opinions. If the Lord is God, say it with me, follow him. That's my prayer for you, is that when you read this, you'll realize, man, God is moving in so many ways, and you'll follow him with all of your heart and with all your mind. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for First Kings chapter 7.